<laughs> Click boom. What's going on, faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and it is time for more Midnight Madness. I don't, I don't know what that was all about. Sorry, it just, it just, it just happened, guys. Uh, I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL, and to my right is my guy, Brian. Oh, wait, let me take it off. He is Stater underscore Niner. All right. Give us both follows on Twitter. Brian won't say anything, but he's there. I promise you he's there. I'll say something when it's something that some 50 other people haven't said. Well, then you're never going to say it because 49ers Twitter is a but Never mind. Yep. It's a very repetitive group. That's what I'll say. That's nice. That's a nice way of saying it. Go sure. me. Um, so, yeah, you guys see the uh, information down there. Hit the like and subscribe button. Turn on those notifications as well. Make sure you guys are following us on Snapchat and Twitter. That's nothing but nine ERS. And also Facebook, Twitch. We are nothing but Niners. The same for Instagram. Hope you guys are giving us follows over there, man. Uh, I've been slacking these last two Sundays on the Instagram live streams, but I'm going to try to get back to them. You know, we had Father's Day and I forget what happened last Sunday, but I don't think I did one last Sunday either. I don't remember. Uh, anyhow, we are going to get right to it. We're going to start the show off with something a little different here. We're going to send some prayers up to Mama Vicky. Uh, that is Nick's mother. Uh, she's kind of like the the grandmother of the Nothing But Niners, not because of age, but because, you know, Nick helped start this thing. Like, this is all Nick's idea, and uh, she's his mom. So, you know, kind of Mama NB Niners there. And uh, she's, uh, I don't, I'm not going to put any personal business out there, but let's just send some positive vibes her way. Uh, Nick asked for them on Twitter as well. So if you guys have seen it, uh, yeah, I'll let him explain more if he wants to, if they choose to. Uh, it's not my place, but we're going to send some special prayers up to her. If you don't pray, you, good vibes, whatever it is that you do, put those pop, put that positivity out into the universe uh, for Vicky. Okay. Uh, we're going to keep on keeping on and uh, have good feelings and intentions towards her. All right. Uh, we're going to start the show here. We got about three minutes to do this today. I mean, on Twitter today. I should just change it because I always like hesitate. I always want to say today on Twitter, but it's on Twitter today. All right. So the first one here, it's going to be a little fun. Yo, I forgot to upload the images again. <laughs> this is crazy. I hate when I do this. It's. I mean, I have them right here. Slow so everything down. I can't. I like, I hate that I, I do this, man. It's just, it's nuts. All right. So. The first one is this. Um, we remember Brian Baldinger breaking down all the defensive line play uh, over the years. Well, he's back at it again. And today uh, I saw him breaking down some film of Javon Kinlaw. He had a lot of positive things to say about him. Um, and one of them was that, you know, he's talked to a lot of um, offensive guards in the NFL. And they say that he is a serious problem. He said the numbers don't show it. But when that defensive line gets healthy, he thinks that it's going to uh, – Kinlaw will be ready and reap the benefits. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? We talked about, we talk often here about uh, the emergence of Kinlaw and what he's going to do in the second year. Uh, what do you, how do you think he's going to bounce back? Yeah, I think that we've already touched this several times. You know, as long as this line's healthy, you know, you got to think about the line that he was working with last year. While we were able to use replacement players or the backup players and have them step up and be uh, somewhat successful with like Hyder in the system and things like that. Uh, it wasn't Bosa and Ford. It wasn't, you know, the, our starting lineup. And even if it's not uh, Ford, you know, if we bring in Bosa, Kinlaw, Armstead, and Ubicom or Sosa, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, that's going to be – he's just going to eat. I, mean, I They're all going to eat. <laughs> like, I, I, I am glad that I don't have to worry about playing on Sundays. That's for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, and getting a full off season too is it's like you know it's all stuff that's going to help him refine his tools uh, to become a better player. Right. Uh, also, the longer they can keep him in Santa Clara, the more less squirrels will be eaten too. <laughs> that's what you think. Uh, <laughs> uh, right here, the 49ers, It was National Selfie Day. Now this might have been from yesterday. I'm not sure, but I just saw it today, so uh, I can't take a screenshot. I'm afraid to push the button. It says it on my laptop, but. You have to either press shift or function or alt, and I don't want to do it. So, uh, but it's like a print screen button here. But yeah, um, Brian, slide over a little bit. Let's see if I can get it to work. No, the other way. Slide <laughs> the other way. Let's see if it did it. Oh shit! Now Something you're gonna cancel up. the show, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it worked or not, but if it did, that'll be pretty cool. All right. So National Selfie Day is in the books there. Uh, and then last but certainly not least here, did Tom Brady take shots at the 49ers today? So um, there's this show on HBO or Showtime, uh, The Shop, and it's, it's a LeBron James-sponsored series uh, where they just sit around like barbershop talk, and they just they have a bunch of different celebrities or athletes on, and they just talk, you know, their experiences in the leagues and stuff like that. And Tom Brady had a segment where he's talking about the different teams that were courting him during the offseason. Right. And one of the teams, all right, it says one of the teams, they weren't interested at the very end. And I was thinking, you're sticking with that motherfucker? So was he talking about the Niners? Because we know that the Niners were interested in him and they backed out. I mean, what what do you think? I, I You know me. I like facts and I can't speculate on something I, that somebody said without having all the information. And, you know, he's not going to put that out there. So I don't know who he's talking about. We can speculate all day that it was Jimmy, but – I, I don't know. And I don't know what other teams were interested that weren't interested in the end that I could start looking at their quarterbacks and seeing if that's well, we know that the Bears actually made the Bears made an offer. They officially made an offer and he turned that down. I know the Saints were another team, but they were doing that in case Breeze decided to retire and right. Breeze stayed. Uh I doubt that he would say that about Breeze. I doubt he would say that about him. Uh, but then again, you know, depends on what Tom was drinking. We've seen him pretty loose, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was that was something that was going around on Twitter today. And I'll tell you what, after winning the Super Bowl, he can say it about anybody, and sure. who's going to disagree with him? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, all right, we're 6:45 through this thing. Let's go ahead and get to these questions that everyone has been waiting to ask us. Um, this one here from Niner Rick. Who would you want the Niners to get, Justin Houston or Melvin Gordon? Uh, do you think Bo Jackson, if he stayed healthy, would have dented the record books? Um, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Melvin Gordon's younger than Justin Houston, so I would take. If I was going to take one, I would take the younger of the two. Um, Houston's and, not as old as we think he is, but I'm not. Let me. He check seems that. like he should be in his mid 30s, right? I think he's like 31 or 32. Oh, see, that's what I was thinking. Oh, Melvin. yeah, but Melvin Gordon's 28, so you're right. You're absolutely right. So, I th yeah, I would roll with Gordon, you know, even though he's coming off, you know, in knee injury or some sort of injury from last year. Um, I think that that's where I would where I would go. Um, 32. And then, uh, yeah, I think that if Bo Jackson had stayed healthy and in the league, he probably would have, but we'll never know. I think that if Bo Jackson stayed healthy – he would have stopped playing football and played baseball. That's a good the, point. The, the guaranteed contracts, it's just more money. 
uh, less, ideally, less damage on your body, I think he would have stayed there. Uh, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't have dented the record books. I think if if he was healthy and committed to football, absolutely. So I, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that as my answer here. Um, oh, and as far as who would I prefer, Gordon or Houston? Honestly, I think I would take Houston. Um, it's just a savvy vet who is consistent. Um, nothing against Melvin Gordon either, but uh, I've I've liked Justin Houston for years. Uh, he's a guy that you know. You never hear anything bad about him other than like when he's injured. Right. Um, and he keeps his head down and nose clean and just gets the gets to work. Like he, he does his job and he does it very well. You, you can count on nine sacks a year from that guy uh, if he's healthy. So I would go with Justin Houston. Um, Niner Rick doubles up on us. He says, who represents uh, the NBN crew out here in the Bay Area for events? You know, that used to be, and shout out to my guy Zach over at 49ers Hive, but Zach and Anthony, both of them are at Hive. Uh, th- those were the guys, like our go-to guys for stuff that was going on out there. And I think at this current moment, Brian, you're the closest person uh, to where events would be happening out there. Right. It's an eight-hour drive down to the stadium for me. But, uh, yeah, so don't expect me to be showing up for all kinds of crazy stuff. But I do have plans to be at several games this year, so – as long as everything stays going according to plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Always Faithful 24-7 says, what was your favorite Super Bowl moment of all time out of our five Super Bowls? So that, that means the wins, not the not the other ones. And where were you when it happened, and how did you celebrate winning it? Um, <laughs> You want to go first or you want me to go first? Well, I, you know, I, I – I don't really have a favorite moment, but I think I really enjoyed the 89 season um, the most just because I, so I was born in 76. So 82, you know, I was six years old, seven years old, uh, old enough to watch the game, but not really old enough to functionally you know, understand it. And then 85, I was nine uh, or excuse me, 86. Uh, second one. Yeah. Anyway, somewhere around there, I was nine or eight or nine. And then, um, in, but the that that season, you know, I'd have been twelve going on thirteen. I was much more into football then. Um, you know, I was playing in in uh, middle school, um, and so it was a great season. And then just you know to be able to to be more, I guess, mature enough to understand what the game itself. Um, so for me, that was the '89 season. Uh, I watched it at my home in Springfield, Oregon, um, growing up there, and I celebrated by jumping around the house and screaming because I was like 12 or 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick with you on the '89 season, uh, and because of the first Super Bowl, um, I wasn't born until '83, so I was still in Daddy Sack, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> uh, he got it. He caught it. He caught it. Um, but. I, it's just because of the, the story of Joe Montana saying, hey, is that John Candy on the critical drive? And I, it was just like the cool, like the relax. You know what I mean? Like, hey, guys, like, let's just go out here and play football. Let's let's not all stress out. Uh, I, you hear multiple players just re- recount that that situation. And they were like people were nervous in the drive and they were getting jittery and anxious and all that. It's like, hey, is that John Candy? Like you pointed not just to a celebrity. There's plenty of them out there. But like you pointed to like a comedian, like mm. to you know alleviate the stress. I, I just thought that was great leadership, uh, and it's it's moments like that that lead to great things, as you can tell. So right. uh, I, I like that moment. Uh, as far as 
um, how old I was when that happened. Uh, I was officially, I was officially six. It's eighty nine, right? It was eighty nine that happened. Yeah, that was oh. the Super Bowl. I mean, it was eighty eight season, but it was eighty eighty nine yeah. was when it happened. When January nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, so I was I was six years old, but I don't remember celebrating it at all. All right. Uh, where are we at here? There were some other questions. I'm sorry. Uh, we talked about this one already. Danny Albright did. Did Tom Brady take a shot at the Niners on the podcast, saying you're still rolling with that guy? Um, I, I, I might be leaning that way. I might be leaning that way. Uh, let's. Uh, this is from Casey. Let's say we trade Jimmy midseason to free up significant cap space. What would Emmanuel Mosley have to do in the meantime to keep the team from signing slash trading for another starting caliber corner? That's a good question. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know how, other than opening up cap space, I don't understand the, the Jimmy midseason trade, but if that's where you're going, I, I just don't – if Emmanuel comes out and plays like they, the team, I think, they wouldn't have paid him what they paid him for the next two two years if if they were just having him hold a, a roster spot. Obviously, they see something in Emmanuel Mosley, and I think that the, they want him to be a starting, you know, opposite of Verrett and, you know – Hopefully into the future he stays in that spot. So he needs to go out there and show that he can do that. Um, otherwise, he's going to get replaced by one of the rookies we just brought, got brought. You know, we just drafted. And uh, I don't think this team, if if this team moves on from Jimmy mid mid season, they're going to roll that money into next year. I don't see them doing any big free agent signings um, mid season unless something like there's an injury or something something. Cat, you know, catastrophic happens, but we're still in the running for the for the bowl or playoffs, I guess, at that point. Right. I think um, he would have to just come out there and play really, really well. I don't think it's a guarantee that he's a starter. I've said that multiple times on the show. Uh, and it's not hate. It's just, you know, they drafted two corners for a reason, you know. Um, and he is – I know that they gave him this deal, but in essence, it's a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, with a second-year option. Uh, and so – He's really just on – I'm not going to say borrow time. I wouldn't say that. But he is uh, – he's got to earn it. He's definitely got to earn it. He was an undrafted free agent, and these guys are someone that they have vested interest in. Uh, the other two, um, we, you know, with uh, Diamador Lenore and Abe, uh, Ambry Thomas. So he's going to have to earn it. He's going to have to earn it. Uh, oh, wait, and he, he did specify here. In this scenario, a rookie does not emerge – <laughs> to be a clear starter as well. So, so good, good job, Casey. Go ahead. He, he's got guarantees of eight point seven million. That's basically both years of his contract. No. Yes. No. I I'm pretty sure it's like guaranteed if he's on the roster next season. Guaranteed at signing six point four four two. Really. And that's so his cap hit yeah, this that's, season that's is only two point six. So he's still got forty four million dollars on next. His 4.4 base salary is guaranteed, essentially, for next season. Yeah, Jimmy's salary is guaranteed if he's on the team. No, if we cut him, we will still owe him that money is what I'm saying. He'll, oh, he's got, he'll have dead money if you cut him. Ugh. Oh, all right. I Well, I definitely misunderstood that. Uh, yeah, he would be – so if we did it right after the season, it would be 3.7 million, 3.8 million uh, dead not that we're afraid to do that, but in a year where we got 34 looking ish uh, free agents, um, you know, and limited that only at 24 until Jimmy gets released, and then $50 million cap space, um, you know, 
I, I don't see them just cutting ways with him and, and having three point seven on the, you know, on the in the dead dead space dead money. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's get to. Uh, no, we and we answered, answered already, Mark. Uh, here we go. Omar Valencia says, "Is there any free agents out there that is still an upgrade for this squad that you would sign?" Um, I'll I do mean, a quick, we, quick look. I'll pull up the free agent current actor, current free agent list. Well, we did while you're looking that up. We did talk about uh, two edge guys already that I do think would be clear upgrades over backups. I'm not sure if if everyone's healthy. I'm not sure either one of those guys are, are an upgrade over Bosa and Ford combination as far as the edge go. Um, right. So maybe he wouldn't fit. I was going to say KJ Wright, but he wouldn't so be I, a fit. Yeah. So I can go over the top 10 with you real quick if you want to start there. So you got Morgan Moses, uh, offensive tackle, Steven Nelson, cornerback, Mitchell Schwartz, offensive tackle, Brian Poole, cornerback. Russell Kuhn, tackle, Melvin Ingram, edge, Richard Sherman, corner, uh, Rick Wagner, uh, tackle, Justin Houston, edge, and KJ Wright at linebacker. So those are the top 10. I think we're kind of, I think we're set in the tackle world. So I don't think that that's a, you know, I could maybe see them bringing in a cornerback, but I don't know that those three are any of the ones that I would choose. Um, Right, and then like we were talking about before, if 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 our edges are healthy, then there's no reason to bring somebody in. And I think that, you know, them bringing Sosa in this year covers Ford not being available. So I think that between those two, and then, um, you know, we brought Barrett back and forth last year. We know Willis, Willis is out for the first six uh, for six games, um, but we got a couple other guys that can fill in too. Um, so I, I don't know that there's necessarily any anybody that you would go get that's you know what about maybe like Malik Hooker if you wanted to talk about more safety safety depth for training camp. Uh, well, there's we don't have a defined wide receiver three, so there's guys like Golden Tate and Larry Fitzgerald out there who would probably do well in this system, right? Um, sure. There's uh, the corner, Nikel Roby Coleman. I liked him when he was a free agent a couple of years ago and was hoping that the team took a shot on him. So you've um, got uh, Kenny Stills, Golden Tate, Larry Fitzgerald, Danny Amendola, Alshon Jeffrey, all in the top 40. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Didn't we did, did, did we sign D.D. Westbrook? No. Did he come and work out for us? No, he was – well, he was – there was talk that he was going to. I don't know that he ever did. Oh, okay. Okay. Is he's injured now, though, right? Or no? I don't I don't remember. I don't know what his current status is. D.D. Westbrook. I assumed he was going to go with the um, the Vikings because his receiver – his position coach is with the Vikings now. So I, I figured that's where he would end up. Is Isaiah Ford – hear me out here. This might be crazy. Is he the guy that was on Miami that was their uh, kick return guy? I don't know. They had a kick return guy that was really good in Miami last year, and I can't remember what his name was. If if that's him, maybe he would be the upgrade out there because we don't have a defined kick returner right now. So, all right, that's, those are our answers there. Um, 
Here we go. Another one from Casey. You guys are coming with them quickly. Uh, assuming Hurd plays 15 plus games, what do you guys believe is a realistic full season receiving line for him this year? Phenomenal question. Phenomenal question because I'll go first. I think that he would be wide receiver two if he were to make this roster, uh, not wide receiver three. Uh, so I would say uh, wide receiver two, which still doesn't mean a lot because you're going to use running backs and tight ends and wide receiver one and running. And oh man, I would say uh, somewhere between 65 and 70 receptions uh for i don't know 850 and like two or three touchdowns something like that i'm was, sorry if i'm taking the word no, no, I, I was gonna say 60 and i was gonna go with 800 just basic numbers but i was gonna be more like five to seven touchdowns because i think they use them in the red zone more very true i was probably low ball on that there you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um <laughs> dj malone says uh that's it we're playing tampa bay in the nfc championship game angry face mm. uh brady taking shots at jimmy wouldn't you agree Jen? but yeah we've, we've discussed that already i would if we're playing them in, in the uh in the nfc championship game let's go let's go uh here we go vernon who will the 49ers face in the super bowl this year buffalo bills <laughs> did i do it again dude yeah, I have the Bills playing the Colts in the championship on the AFC and the Bills winning, and then the Bills playing Austin in the Super Bowl. Who's the Colts quarterback again? Right now, Wentz. Oh, they're going to need an act of God for Wentz <laughs> to make it to the Super Bowl. That's why I said, That's why the Bills are going to beat them. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, Marcus Leslie says, do we still have signings to come in the secondary? We have a great first team, but we all know how the injury – bug loves the Niners who would you pick up we kind of discussed that in the last one also um so you know no yeah, I just don't know that there's a lot of talent left in the free art I mean I'm not shouldn't say a lot of talent a lot of high-end talent that we would need to bring in to try to over overstep our rookies that we brought in at both positions you know we got uh Hufanga in the safety position he could end up being a will linebacker but that's what we drafted him as a safety you know we brought in Tony Jefferson so I don't know that you need anything there. You brought in two rookies at cornerback. I just don't know that we need to upgrade the secondary or spend any money there. You're mute. I said, you're right. But this someone corrected us and said, you guys mean Melvin Ingram, not Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon is the pass rusher we were talking about, not Ingram. He's also 32. So I'm definitely taking Justin Houston over him. If they're the same age, Justin Houston just turned 32 in uh, January. Now we're talking about the running back, huh? Yeah, we were saying the wrong <laughs> Melvin. You we were saying the wrong Melvin. My bad. My bad. Thank yeah, I would you, take whoever is the younger of the two. That's the one I would take. Yeah. So, you know, uh, oh, 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 I lost my spot. Damn it. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Some music questions here. T-Boz, Left Eye, or Chili? This is an easy answer for me. Uh, I'm a I'm a left eye left guy eye? all day long. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm gonna start letting you go first. I'm sorry. It's but all good. She had that incredible personality, man. Yep. Uh, she loved football. Well, at least she loved Rising. I don't know. Well, I don't know how much she loved them. She burned. Her shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> love hate relationship there. Well, no, love will make you do crazy stuff like that. So you know that's that's how it is. Don't burn my house down. Do not burn my house down. It's our um, house, not my house. Our house. Yeah, they, that's what I meant to say. Good job, Ryan. Look at you saving marriages one 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 correction at a time. Um, what week you think Trey will start? Oh, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> um, week one next year. <laughs> I mean, if Jimmy Kelsey all season, next, next, next year. Yes, next next season. I just don't. I just don't see a reason why, if Jimmy's playing good and he's healthy, to break up that. You know the chemistry that you got going on. You know on the field. I just don't see a reason why to do that. I mean, I know that um, unless you know, like I said. If Trey comes into camp, I'm, I'm all about whoever's the best. I'm not a lover of any player on this team. Whoever puts this team in the best position to win. So if Trey comes in and win, then he should start week one this year. But as I see things and as I've heard things, I would say week one next year. Because I just that's where I'm at. I'm gonna say something a little different. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna say I don't I don't want to say this, but just to be different, I'm gonna say after the bye week. So what's that week seven, right? Yeah, rolling into week eight, I think. Yeah. I think I think the bye week is week six or seven. So oh, when okay. I, after the bye week, I'll just say it just to be to be different. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah, week seven is our would be the first week. Yeah. Um uh Ted asked, uh, do you think 18 million a year for Fred Warner is too high? I think it's a steal. He's a leader of our defense, go Niners. I don't think it's a steal for a linebacker at all, but that's what we're going to pay him <laughs> at least 18 million a year. Yeah. It's going to come in a little bit more than that on average, but I don't think the cap hits will be that much because of bonuses and stuff like that. But the average is going to be like 18, four or something like that. Uh, by the time he signs his deal. Um, but no, it's not a steal. I, you guys know, I think that, uh, I think we have the best tight end in the entire NFL. Um, and I still think that he's overpaid. I have no shame in that. Um, resetting markets just is not sustainable for good teams. It's not. And so I'm always going to hate that they do it, but I understand it. And uh, it's it's a necessary evil. So that's my answer there. Yep. Uh, here we go. Uh, why don't people talk about Lance's speed more? He's been clocked faster than Lamar Jackson. He would have been the 12th fastest time in the NFL last season. I think he's talking about like as a ball carrier. Right. Uh, in the DK speed range, Moser is number one and three. Right. Why don't people talk about Lance's speed? You want to go I, first? Or? Huh? You want, I was going to say you want to go first. I, well, I, I don't want to take your answer, but I'll, I'll go first. Um, I, you know what it is, is that he's so lanky that he doesn't look like he's moving fast. And so when I watch him, he doesn't feel fast to me when I'm watching him. So that's why... I don't ever talk about his speed. Plus, I'm not looking forward to having somebody who's out there as a quarterback position trying to utilize that speed that often. I don't think we see in offense like what they do in in um, in Baltimore. I don't think Kyle wants to use his his quarterback that way. I think he wants the option of running and escaping, but not that it's going to be a standard weapon. Right. You know. Right. And that's kind of where I was going to go with it. I just don't think that that's his primary purpose in this offense. You know, it's an, it's a good tool to have, but I don't think that 
I think that Kyle will use it as he sees fit, but I don't think it's to become pre like the predominant process for him. You know, he's not going to be, he won't be allowed to be a run first quarterback here. Obviously if pockets break down, you got to do what you got to do, scramble out, make the play happen or uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I just don't, I think that's why people don't talk about it as much just because that in Kyle's system, I don't think that they plan on having him run that much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, this question is from Kevin Jeter. He says, uh, does Lance have more similarities to Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? And I think we, well, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes uh, because Patrick Mahomes looks to extend plays behind the line of scrimmage and then find somebody. Uh, now in college, I will say that you will see, I, I see uh, Lamar Jackson, but here I don't think it's going to work that way. Like we just discussed. And that's what I was going to say was, I think that he's more of a Lamar type player. That's how he wants to be. You know, he wants to be the guy who that's that carries the team. That's how I feel like he wants to be. Um, but I don't like like you said, I don't think he's going to be allowed to do that. So he's going to have to rely on his arm more, making him more of a Mahomes type. Uh, but what I see is more of a Lamar type. You're on mute again. Let's try to do some rapid fire here. We got about 45 seconds. How many sacks for Bosa this year? I'm going to say 14. I was going to say 12. All right. Mike I think they're going to be crossing over on each other. Sorry for the rapid fire breakup there. I no, think they're going to overstep on each other. There'll be a lot of half and halves because, like, that defensive line is going to eat. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. This is not a Russ Francis jersey. This is Eric Armstead. Okay. Uh, are you guys at all concerned 2019 was an anomaly where a bad year 2018 benefited us favorably uh schedule where we were where we got some breaks uh i'm not concerned because if that's the case we're right back in that situation again so let us get those breaks again we're right back playing a bad schedule right i think that regardless we'd have been back in the in the same position last season if it wasn't for the injuries. So I don't think that 2019 was an anomaly. I think last year was an anomaly with all the injuries. Yes. And that's going to do it, guys. We're out of here. Mahalo.